Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Podium Podcast, episode 254. I'm going straight in today. I'll play music later. It's a lot of shit to discuss this week. Chama Rant is wilding again. <laughs> um, there's girls in Atlanta taking off your boot for a fee. A page is popping. Uh, the nigga that snitched on all the other niggas that killed XX with him, nigga, he got seven years, but he only gonna do two more. I, I, we gonna talk about that. We're not clapping for that. We gonna talk about that. Jamie Foxx, we got an update on Jamie. We gonna talk about that. Gabriel Union and Dwayne Wade going 50-50. <laughs> Listen, I have opinions on all these things. Joe Budden and Gilly. So, as a podcast, I must discuss. Uh, and uh, we will do a dive into that. Joe dropped the pod today. It wasn't many shots thrown at Gilly. I think he's going to let it go. But uh, Gilly trying to play a little dirty. Being a little, being a little funny. So, we'll see how that goes. Uh, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. We're going to talk about mental health. Summer Walker's dropping an EP Friday. Ladies. Uh-oh. She ain't pregnant now. You know what I'm saying? And she got some drama. Lil' Meech getting his little dick sucked. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> Lil' Meech getting his dick sucked with his ass out on, on OnlyFans and all these things. It's a lot going on. Uh, what else we have? What else? I got a couple other things uh, that I'll get on to shortly. There's two more. I'll get those as a bonus. I might do those live. Maybe. Uh, John Morant, man. What the fuck, bro? Now, if you don't know by now, and I'm pretty sure everybody knows at this point, the first time, maybe not so much. I think the first time is when people were introduced to who John Morant was. People started to see him and say, oh, that's the guy that had the gun uh, in the strip club. Oh, he's, yeah, it's crazy, wild. Right? It happened. You know, you know, when it happened, I tried to shoot him, Bell. I'm like, no, that wasn't even his hand. Like, nigga, yeah, all right. he was in there by himself, I think. So, he was live on his page. Uh, it happened again. Goddamn, man. Um, so, Sunday morning, I seen academics post it first, which, which was weird because the first thing he had up was John Morant something gun and I'm like what the fuck so I slide over and there's a dude live and they listen to the NBA young boy and real quick you see Ja with a gun and that was the thumbnail when I can think so I see the gun and he's like what the fuck is he doing with the gun did it again did it again how do you do that again um alright now the league is on fire with this thing Stephen A. Smith you name them, they going off, and they—I uh, just seen Charles and 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 Shaq send shots to JJ Reddick. JJ Reddick has a stance. Everybody has an opinion on this thing. Um, now, here's my stance. I'm a John Morant fan, so I'm biased, right? When Allen Iverson was going through his uh, thing in the media, I remember how I felt. Like, damn, like last year this nigga was the MVP, and now. They, they dogging this nigga. Like, what the fuck? Nigga can't have an argument with his wife. They said he put a gun on his wife. It was a lot of shit they tried to put on AI. And I remember being a fan, a young fan. It was just like, I, I can't hate that, man. I can't switch on AI now. 
Because I feel like, I don't like, like, you know what I mean? As a fan, it's like you, you kind of stand with your player. Like, nah, the nigga, that don't deviate from what his, what his talent is. He's still Allen Iverson on the basketball court. Outside of the court is none of our business. Right? And that's, you make it our business. Now, when Allen Iverson was in the media for these things that they said he did, we didn't see it. But when John Morant does these things, he does it to himself. John, you incriminating yourself. You posting these things yourself. If you want to play, the Charles Barkley said this, if you want to have guns and all that, that's fine. Just don't put it on the internet. Why are you going live all the time? Stay off live. They right. You young people, and I got to talk like that now because, nigga, you start to realize you really older. You young niggas, because this ain't nothing my generation struggles with. You niggas got to stop wanting everybody to know what you're doing all the time. Like, but, and you know what's crazy? I remember the, the switch when that kind of happened. Like on Facebook, people used to, used to say, what are you doing? And people would just write random statuses. Yo, man. This Knicks game is crazy. Shit like that. Like little dumb shit. And it went from that to workflow, gym flow. People started actually telling you what they were doing. And then it would get descriptive when people would be like, hey, so I'm at the movies, right? And people are telling you where they are, what they're doing, and what's going on. And then came Instagram. Show me. Show me what you're doing. Prove it. Go live. Go live from a concert. Go live from a restaurant. Go live from your bedroom. Go live from some shit you ain't supposed to be doing and show everybody that you're doing it. And what do you get out of this? Attention. Not money. You get clout. People know who you are, but you don't, you're still not important. And I don't know what makes people think that these stupid things, you know, these things aren't important, Ja. You're a basketball player with a lot of money. I'd much rather you be in your stories posting money. Like, do that. Like, be the rappers. It's annoying. Yeah, we know y'all got the money. You ain't got to floss it, but fuck it. It's cool. I'll look at it. It motivates and inspires, I guess. Right? It's ignorant. Just like pulling out a gun is ignorant, but it's safe. It's safer. It's not a weapon. It doesn't intimidate anyone. It shows some form of ghetto success. But we know you're actually successful. You have a $200 million contract, my brother. You have a Nike shoe. Now, that's the moral side. Or there's a flip side to this. This nigga didn't do nothing, bro. (laughs) He didn't hurt nobody. He didn't shoot the gun. He just had it. Was it stupid? Absolutely. Was it illegal? No. He didn't do anything illegal. Technically, I mean, like, you, he can have a gun. He's in Tennessee. You know, open carry state. Can he have a, a gun? Sure. He's not a felon. He, if he has his guns registered, which I hope he does. I mean, even if he doesn't, we wouldn't know because the cops didn't get a gun on him. It was, this is the thing. This is the difference between having a gun, getting caught with a gun, and using a gun. Having a gun and you don't get, you know, you just had it. They saw it. Maybe like, what if he had it in the background? Like, oh, was that a gun in the back seat? You know what I'm saying? Like, that would have been something. And Ja could have brushed it off to it. It wasn't mine. I'm sorry. I got to be more careful. You're right. Cool. When you hold it in your hand, <laughs> you know, but think about the three mediums I just gave you. There's having a gun and you just have it. And then there's 
getting pulled over and they find a gun in Josh's car or on his person. That's different. And then it's like, oh, Josh shot somebody. Like, oh, fuck. He shot what? He did the latter of those things. (laughs) Thankfully. So it's like, can we get past it? Because the real outrage is the people. You're, you're a role model. You got little kids that look up to you, Ja. This is bad. <laughs> you can't do this. Right? When you sign your NBA contract, there are things that say you can't do this. You can't do it. There's a code of conduct as a professional athlete that is well written in the NBA contracts. Right? The collective bargaining agreement, all of these things are part of those things. They What you can do, what you can't do. <laughs> You can't ride a motorcycle. You can't go skydiving. You can't bungee jump. You're a professional athlete. We are paying you hundreds of millions of dollars for your talent. Your talent is your physical person, your body. Take care of your body. Work out. Keep Stay in shape. Stay healthy. Be ready to play when the season starts. Be available. Produce at the highest level, and we will compensate you greatly. You've achieved that. <laughs> now... You got to stop the facade shit. Like, what are you doing, bro? The rappers you listening to want to be you. You have a safe life. You don't, nobody wants to kill you, John, that I know. I don't know why they would unless you bring that energy to yourself. But at the end of the day, like I said, it's the lower of the three evils. He just had a gun. People go like, oh, you're crazy. You can't just, no, that's not right. It's like, okay, cool. It's the same shit y'all did to Kyrie. Kyrie never hurt anyone. He didn't say anything about anybody personally. He didn't disrespect anybody's religion out of his physical mouth. He posted a movie that just so happened to be anti-Semitic to some. And they took that and in turn made this man go up on an apology tour and suspended him for five games. Now, was there a reason for that? No. But it's the public opinion. You in the court of public opinion. When the public is upset, we have to calm this down. What can we do? Because they want to see you know, it's very political in a way. They want to see action. Hey, you can't have your players doing this. My kids watch this guy all the time. He wants his shoes. Michael Wilbon said he's not buying his kid John Moran sneakers no more. That's okay. That's your decision. But this can be bigger than Michael Wilbon. This could be a lot of people in the country. And then that puts Nike in the spot. We just lost Kyrie Irving. John Morant was the next best thing. And now he's public enemy number one. What the fuck? So now what do they do? Who does Nike going to go get now? Because you got everybody already. Devin Booker's shoes coming out. You got him coming. You already got Paul George. You already got Greek Freak. You got KD. You got LeBron. You got everybody. The people that you don't have, we don't really want on Nike. Who want the James Hardens? I don't want that. (laughs) Stay on Adidas, my nigga. But anywho, Ja, technically... You, you, you know, the organization is going to do what they have to do publicly. Behind closed doors, we all know it's different. I'm pretty sure Ja got a phone call. It's like, hey, Ja, what the fuck? I know, I know, I know, bro. That was crazy. Ja, you put, come on, bro. What the, we got to clean this up now. Like, what's going on? What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, I know. I didn't know this nigga put the camera. Uh, you, right. you shouldn't have had the gun, Ja. I know, I know. You know these niggas don't listen. He's a 23, 24-year-old kid, man. And I say kid because your actions. I tell niggas all the time, your age, your, your, your adult is not how, how old you are. 
It's your level of responsibility. And part of being responsible is not being on live with a gun. Especially for no fucking reason. Like, you're a basketball player. You live, I'm pretty sure you live in a gated community. I'm pretty sure your family's safe. And I'm pretty sure you can afford top-level security. You don't need to have a gun. Ever. At all. But the music. Maybe it's the music. Maybe the NBA young boy really got these niggas in a trance. I forgot who called him NBA dumb boy. I don't remember who that was, but that was uh, it was funny for the day. But anyway, I want to play this clip uh, from J.J. Reddick. There we go. Well, we talked about this yesterday. One of the things that I mentioned was we're, we weren't privy to the conversations uh, when he was first suspended. We didn't know if they had discussed you know, another infraction, what the penalty would be. And it, it seems pretty clear from that conversation between Adam and Malika that that actually wasn't discussed. It wasn't discussed if there was another incident. And I'll, I'll say this again, you know, in both these uh, gun-waving incidents on IG Live, th- there has been no law that's been broken, as, as far as we know. Colorado police investigated, no law was broken. Uh, I, assuming this is in Tennessee, Open carry allowed in that state, assuming he has a permit for whatever it may be, no law has been broken. Um, the thing that I, the reason I bring that up, it is very clear in our CBA what happens if you fail for, you fail a drug test for performance-ending drugs, well, we t- or a street drug, a narcotic. It's very clear. It's this amount of games. Uh, it's very clear if you get a certain amount of technicals or a certain amount of flagrants, how many how much you're going to be suspended. And so that's where I think a 40-game suspension, the precedence for that, for not breaking a law, again, we can go into the backstory of the incident with uh, the teenager, Jaws claiming self-defense, that the teenager threw the ball in his face. Uh, We can go into the incident at the mall when he yelled at his security guard. We can go into the incident uh, with the uh, Indiana Pacers traveling party. As far as we know, all of these things have been investigated and no Law has been broken. I'm not condoning the behavior. I'm not saying there should be no punishment. There should be. There should be consequences. You are the face of the league. You are representing the NBA. You are a role model to young kids. All of that. I don't think half a season is the right answer. Or a str- And the last point I want to make, because you bring this up, the, the, the guns on social media. We talk about consequences. Look, in our country right now, Gun culture is pervasive. It's pervasive. We've got mass shooting after mass shooting, and nobody's doing a damn thing about it. So I get why we're so sensitive to this right now. But there's no consequence for Greg Abbott telling his constituents that they should go buy more guns, and then we have mass shooting after mass shooting in Texas. There's no consequence for an elected Tennessee official to send out a Christmas card holding AR-15s with his young family, and then there's a shooting in his very district. There's no consequences to that. So why are we, why are we trying to lay down the hammer on a 23-year-old who didn't break a law? Explain that to me. And the last... Jay Reddick, JJ Reddick made very good points. You know, I feel like a lot of the, honestly though, to be honest with you, my nigga, like 
I feel like they're making this a thing because there's nothing else to talk about. There's nothing in the, I mean, like, you kind of need some shocking shit going on to keep make the media work, right? We got to think, look, let's think about this. There's a writer's, uh, there's a writer's, the writer's on strike. There's a writer's strike in Hollywood. That's big. That means there's no tonight shows. There's no shows. There's nothing, right? So what else do you have? You have the media and the news outlets. We got to get this shit revved up because there's no shows. There's no television right now. So let's let's pay attention to why this is important. Is it important? I mean, it's as important as you make it. Do you really give a fuck? I honestly, <laughs> to be real, no, he didn't hurt anybody. Like if you're not hurting nobody but yourself, I don't care. He's hurting himself. Who is he hurting? Yes, the kids are looking at him and the kids are being influenced by him, but I mean, he can't control what these kids are going to do. Like I'm not your parents. You know what I'm saying? Like, the same thing you say with rappers. Like, they used to play Eminem. I'm making these kids do all these things. It was like, I'm not making them do shit. I don't, I, who the fuck am I? I don't even know these fucking kids. I'll just make songs, dog. I can't control what people do after they hear some of my music. I can't control that. You want me to change what I'm saying because people are reacting to it in a certain way? That's not, I didn't make, I'm not saying, hey, do this. You know what I mean? John's not saying, yo, kids, pick up guns, play with them. But they're looking at him and saying, oh, shit, John got guns. That's what he do. I can do that. Because these kids are impressionable and they're very stupid. So he has to be mindful, you know what I mean? He has a daughter. You don't want your daughter going on Instagram live with guns, nigga. You know what I mean? But let's move on. I don't want to drag this. Let's, uh, oh, let's pray for John. Hope he get his mind right. This nigga. <laughs> um, let's see. Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade. 50-50 thing, right? You... So... Let's give some contrast. On contrast, let's give some con. What's the word I'm looking for right here? Let's give some um. The contrast. <laughs> Too many filters. Um. Let's give some background. There's another word for that, but let's give the background story to what this topic is about. Did you develop that first sense of security? In this household, we split everything 50-50. But in the other households that each of us have to support, it puts this, there's always this like gorilla on your back that it is like, you better work, bitch. You better work, you, bitch, you better work. You know, you, you gonna sleep in? Mm. You know, somebody might not eat. Um, now, people in the comments went crazy with this. Um, you know, they start making things about other shit. Here's my thing with this thing, right? Gabriel Union and Dwayne Wade are both very successful. They both make a substantial amount of income, right? So if they want, choice. if their choice is to split the bills 50-50, I don't see the issue here. And this is another thing, too, right? I know the internet is full of man versus women shit at this moment. And, you know, this whole who's paying the bill, it's like it's getting a little bit too personal, right? Like, when we starting to look at each, if we starting to wonder, hey, who paid the bills? We're we too bored. As a, as a society, as a culture, these things shouldn't even be topics of conversation, to be honest with you. Because I don't give a fuck who pays the bills in whose house. You have somewhere to live. 
You got cable, nigga. You got food. You got heat. You got hot water. You got what you need to be comfortable. Can you provide that? I don't give a fuck who paid for it. Why the fuck do we care what, who, who paid the bills in Gabrielle Union? And, and I don't care about that. I don't give a shit about that. She says in this household, we split everything 50 Okay, so what? I'm like, oh, you crazy. Dwayne Wade worth $160 million. I'm not paying shit. Bitch, you don't have Dwayne Wade, do you? Shut your fucking ass up. Your man don't make $160,000. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Stay out of people's shit. Just stay out of it. It was an interview. I don't know why that was a, such a big deal. Does she need Dwayne Wade to pay her fucking bills? No. Does he need her to pay his bills? No. So if they split it, what the fuck does it matter? She would have a nice home with or without Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade would have a nice home with or without Gabrielle Union. They don't need each other. They love each other. They want each other. They're married. They know what the fuck they're going on in their life. In their life. We're like, yo, we just going to split it. All right, cool. Y'all the ones who got a problem. And that's the shit that killed me. Niggas be mad. You ain't mad. Oh, couldn't be me? Ta-ha. Couldn't be me? Shit. I ain't paying a goddamn. You an NBA All-Star Hall of Famer, nigga? Yo, we... All right, cool. And that's why you where you at, bitch. That's why. Your mind all fucked up. Worried about what the internet doing. Be you. Be you. Your mother did it. Your grandmother did it. Somebody did it. You have to do it. So what? It's your personal business. That's the shit that killed me. Baby, you can lie to your friends. Oh, no, my man pay all the bills. Oh, girl, you got to make whole time she going 50-50. How the fuck would they know? A lot. Me and Terrence split this shit, bitch, but I had to tell you that so you leave me the fuck alone. I don't want you sitting there picking at me about my, what the fuck I'm doing in my crib. Who paying the bill? Who, pay, who pays for this? Who, who, it's too much. It's too much. It's too much. Too much. Why do we care about this? Why, why, do, why, why do we... Why do we Worry so much about people's personal bit. We too invested in pure people's personal shit. Too invested. Speaking of too invested, Jamie Foxx. Now, a fake media outlet put out something that prays up for Jamie Foxx. He's the last moments. It's critical and all of this. And his daughter had to come out and make a statement. But even in that, right now, I'm, 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 I'm a, I'm a little bit of a think, deeper thinker, right? Now, when I seen that, I immediately said, well, why wouldn't Jamie say something himself? If he's okay, and his daughter alluded that he was just playing racquetball or some game earlier today, he was just playing, really? Got any footage of that? And then I see, this is the age of show me, right? Now, shit I was just talking about. We show everything else. We show too much. And to the point now, people expect you to show you everything because you can. Right? And when you choose not to, they put up fake shit to make you do shit. That was bait. It didn't work. From that blog, they baited her to do something. She did something. She said something. She didn't fucking put a video out. That's what they wanted. They want that. They want her to drop a video in her story. Hey, dad. Hey, baby, what's up? How you feeling, Dad? Oh, I'm all right. I'm getting better. I feel good, y'all. They want that. We all would love to see that. Right? And if we don't see that, we assume it's not that. But how the fuck do we know? And on top of that, why the fuck can't we just care about the brother? Why we need to see if he okay? That's We don't know Jamie Foxx. 
right? I know we loved him all our life. He's given us many, many years of great content. Jamie Foxx is one of my favorite comedians ever. I always say Jamie Foxx show was better than Martin, but that's another debate for another day, right? But we're so accustomed to having access to these people where when we don't, we feel, we feel like entitled to it. We are not entitled to know Jamie Foxx's health conditions. We are not his family. We are only his fans. All we can do is love him from where we are and hope that everything's okay. And that should be that. We can't just keep, well, post him if he all right. I ain't believing shit till I see a video. Jamie gonna have to tell me he all right before I believe it. I said it too. I'm like, I ain't gonna lie. I need to see Jamie say something, but I can't demand that. But I understand how I, how, how, what's going on with why she said that, what she did, what she did. Because these blogs will bait you. They don't have a story, so they'll make a story. And if it's like, if it's not true, say it's not true. And if you don't say it's not true, it's true. This is how this shit works. It's sick. It's all fucked up. I hope I don't never, ever have to be in these predicaments. I say all the time, I don't want fame. I just want to be comfortable in life to where I don't have worries. And to be honest, in my life right now, I don't have worries. You know, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not nervous about anything. I'm not scared of anything. You know, I don't have any anxiety. I don't have any depression. I'm cool. This is a comfortable space. However, to progress, I know I must be uncomfortable. (laughs) It's the only way you grow. You know what I mean? You have to be uncomfortable for some time. And then, you know, when you get that growth, you come out and you stretch like, oh, (laughs) okay. Oh, I'm back. Yeah. But anyway, uh, blessings and prayers to Jamie. Hope you're all right, my boy. Um, Let's see what else we got here. Uh, There's a clique of girls in Atlanta taking boots off of cars. They got a whole business going, over 45,000 followers on Instagram, and they will rescue you. They will come rescue you. You got a boot, bitch? Holla. Hit the DMs. We on the way. Um, I actually seen a video of them in, at in in action, <laughs> right? And um, it was interesting because the guy was like, "Hey, you can't do that." And mind you, this is girls in shiesty masks popping boots. Shorty took the boot off. Somebody, you can't do that. That's illegal. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. Ba 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 ba. Here you go. Take your boot. Do the shit in the street. Nigga trying to sit there and call the police. Call them. They ain't coming for this petty shit. By the time they get here, we gone, nigga. Suck my dick. Shout out to them, man. Angels come in many forms. Sometimes they come as girls with wigs and poo shiesty masks. With, with, with wrench, with, with like chain, <laughs> with, with chain uh, pliers or whatever the fuck them shits is. Wire cutters and shit. Yeah, sometimes they come in that form. You know? Now, we got some more shit. Oh, okay. Let me hold on. My girl girl sent me a couple good ones, right? Now, there's a topic going around of men being turned off by the boss women, the boss women, right? Whatever you want to call them. And I really. 
This is my whole thing, right? You got to date who's 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 best for you, right? Now, we, everybody initially leads with a type and everybody has people they would love to be with. If it's not possible with this person, you could simply not deal with the person. Why do people always want to make someone that doesn't want them want them? What is it about that? That that what do you get from this? Like honestly, you see a girl. She's a certain way. She's not interested in you. So because of that now you you want her more? Now you want to put her down because she doesn't like you so because she turned you away you'll you'll put her now you want to diss her now she ain't shit now she's a hoe and okay but let's hit a clip so we get more context that's the word god damn it <laughs> that's a contrast more context to what i'm talking about okay so let's see here have their lives in order financially mentally all of these here things they're not intimidated Mm -hmm. by a woman's money because most times when a woman say a man is intimidated she mentions material things and it's usually her energy her her house and her car it's not that we're intimidated by them we're turned off you're turned by the attitude that typically comes with the boss babe Mm -hmm. boss chick Mm -hmm. i don't need a man offer a different opinion that's what it is more than Uh, intimidation before we while i do believe that that may represent a large portion. I think there's an other side of it. I think some men are, in fact, I don't know if we want to use the word intimidate, but repelled because all they offer is money. So if all you offer is money and, and I already have it, and you already have else? it, then now you know you don't have now the necessary things to, to, to keep her. But let's, yeah. let's add why. Yeah. Let's add why. So, you know, yeah, pretty much you don't have to deal with them women. Like, if that was me, I mean, I haven't been single in years. In my single days, if I've approached a woman that was giving me like that, like attitude, and I don't need you, and blah 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 blah, and I see difficulty, I would just leave her alone. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even continue to. I wouldn't continue. I'd just like, okay, she's not for me. There's been many times I've stopped dealing with chicks, and they couldn't believe it. I remember one time I told this girl, "I'm cool, man. Um, me and you don't really work, so I'm, I'm gonna just step off." And she was like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. Like, I'm like, what, is she upset about this? I thought she would be like, okay. She was mad. I was like, how are you, did you give, you, you talk crazy to me, right? You, you like, you, you, you don't, you're inconsistent. Your communication is terrible. Like, why would I continue this? I guess she was used to being chased or, or, or I don't know, fought for or whatever, but I, I'm not about to put up with that. No, 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 I don't, yeah, see, you can't do that to me. I, you know, when you love yourself, <laughs> you don't sign up for fucking things like that. I'm, I'm cool on you. I don't need you. You know what I mean? So, there's that. <laughs> so, if you guys are struggling with the boss, babe, because she has money, just be a cooler nigga. Just be cool. Be funny, bro. Funny always works. Like, yeah, bro, if you got money, be a funny nigga. 
If you don't got money, be a funny nigga. Like, just be funny. These girls with money really just be looking for people that's cool. Niggas be intimidated because they think that you're supposed to trick on it. No, she don't need all that. Just be regular. Just treat me like a normal fucking girl. Don't be like, oh, I see you with your... They don't, girls don't like that shit. They already got memes going around. Like, as soon as niggas say, oh, you got it, miss such and such. Like, they turned off by that. You know what I'm saying? Like, all that little, like, fake compliments because she make money. They don't want to hear that. Don't talk about my money. It's the same way if a girl was to come to you and say, oh, I see you. Mr. Such and Such, you'd be like, oh, this bitch, all right, nah, I'm cool, man. But niggas be getting gassed by that shit. Women don't like that. Niggas get gassed. Like, okay, I see you with your little Cuban. Yeah, you know how I do it, bitch. I get money, ah, uh-huh. When a girl is like, oh, all right, Big Ben's, yeah, yeah. She like, oh, this nigga corny. All right, nigga, I got a Ben, so what? Why you, what, what you, I'm all right, chill out. They more, more humble with they shit. You know, girls, they pop shit with their friend group. Yeah, bitch, you know it. I got blah, 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 blah. They friend group, very private, intimate group. They pop their shit there. All that public fronting and flexing and all that. Women ain't really about that. Um, are black men teaching their daughters they don't need a man? Now, as a father of a daughter... I don't plan on teaching my daughter she doesn't need a man. And this clip I'm going to play, I actually seen it. And it's not really saying that your, the father don't telling you don't need a man. It's just you don't need a man for things you can have on your own, meaning don't need a man for things you can get yourself, like money or material things that you can do on your own. You can get it on your own. You don't need a man to do those things for you. So if you take that away and a man doesn't have to buy you shit and pay your bills and you don't need him for any of those things, what do you need him for? Now you need him for the real shit, companionship. I need him for love. I need him for, you know, partnership. You don't want to do life alone. Nobody wants to be alone. You're not supposed to be. Everybody needs somebody. You're going to find your person someday. But you do need men. Of course you do. As a father, I would hope my my daughter would find a man that can protect her, that can provide for her, and do all the things that I did for her until he took over. That's the that's all that is is when you hand your daughter to her husband. That's what that is. All right, brother, I did it. I did it for how many years? It's on you now. That's your wife. Y'all happy? Bing a boom. That's how it used to be traditionally. Society-wise, that was how it used to go. Like, you stay home with your parents till you're married, and then you, it's a handoff. All right, see you, baby. Uh, enjoy your husband. Y'all go over there, uh, all that. Right? Now, you know, your fucking daughter be shacking up with some nigga. <laughs> you don't know him, because she like, oh, no, daddy, I don't want you to look at him. I'm like, oh, all right, now I know he ain't shit, because you hiding him from me. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, you want to teach your daughters how to, for one, understand men, and the best way for women to understand men is to be around their fathers, I feel. So, you know, women pay attention to things. My three-year-old watches me. She watches me. So when she's watching a man, so when she gets older, certain things, certain respects, you know what I mean? Like, today I was teaching her, you don't walk on the outside of the street, you walk on the inside of the street. Now, always do that with her. 
Some lady walking down the street, oh, you teaching her young? I said, that's right. She should know this from now, from three. Like, no, you're a lady, you walk on this side of the street. So every time we cross the street, I say, come on this side. She switch hands. She already know. It's things like that. Chivalry. Respect. Me treating her mother right. She see me always kissing and loving up on her mother. That's how a man's supposed to treat a woman. Right? You see love in the house. She don't see no negativity. She don't see us arguing. We don't, she don't see that. She only sees respect. She sees my lady respecting me as a man. She don't see my lady disrespecting me and, and, and putting me down and bitching me around. No, she sees the respect my lady gives me. She, in turn, she respects me. I respect her mother, so in return, she sees that's how a man is supposed to treat a woman. So yes, the image of a man should be presented to, to a woman from her father. Nobody in this, no man will love you more than your father. Your father that actually is in your life, your father, like, come on. Y'all know what I'm saying. Fathers know what I'm saying. Y'all can have grown, your daughter can be 35. That's still your little girl. My daughter can be 60. That's my baby. I don't, it's forever. I held you when you could fit in the crease of my arm. I don't give a fuck if you 10 feet tall. <laughs> you will always be my baby because I gave life to you. So you try to, as, a, as men, that's our responsibility to our daughters to teach them, you know, through us, how a man is supposed to treat a woman. And that's why I say it's very important for blacks, especially our community. It is very important and very essential for us to stay in our children's lives. And if possible, to be with the mother of your child. Because, you know, a new guy comes in. That's weird for a kid. Okay, this guy's not my father, but this is who she's with now. Okay, so I guess this is dad. Right? Now the young kid will immediately think that. An older kid will have an issue like, man, you ain't my father. I would know because I was one of those kids. Man, you ain't my pops, man. I ain't fucking listening to you. Fuck you. Because my father was in my life for up to 12 years old. Every day, I used to, my mother and father were married. So that divorce fucked me up. So every, any, any, whoever man my mother brought around, I don't like you. You're not my father. Because in my mind, my mother and father should always be together because that's all I knew. Out For my kids, that's what all I want them to know is my mom and dad had a beautiful relationship. They loved each other. I never seen them fight. I never seen my father get upset with my mom. I never seen my mom get upset with my dad. I never seen my mom disrespect my dad. You know, you want to give all positive you got to be mindful of these things, too. Like, I didn't want to have a child until I was mentally ready. If you're an immature young person, there's, it's, I can see the difficulties. Now that I'm a parent and I have a kid and I have a family, my, my allergies are killing me right now, bro. I sound crazy. <clears throat> but having a family now, you see how important it is to keep that home in positive energy. Everything crumbles if that house is negative. If the tension in those rooms is, is thick, it's traumatic to children to have to come in a room and know that the mother and father don't fuck with each other, but here they are just sitting there, just angry across the room, beefing. Hey, mom. Hey, dad. Yeah, what's up? Shit, little stupid. I can't stand. Well, you know what? You can leave. I'm not leaving. I paid a That right there? What, is it, what does a kid do? Does he do, do they jump in the middle? Stop arguing. 
And then what the parent, go sit down, mind your business. Like, that's very bad. Like, even, like, now, now there are mature ways to have these disagreements and arguments with your lady or your man away from the children. It takes maturity. You have to be like, all right, we're going to talk about it later. We'll let everybody go to bed. We'll go outside if we have to argue and talk about it. We don't have to argue in front of them. We don't, they, don't need to, they don't need to know anything going on with us that's bad. Like, you don't ever want your kids to know what's wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Until it's like imperative for them to know. But you keep that away from them. You shield them from anything that you might have going on. You take those burdens. You know what I mean? I remember my, they used to leave notes on my door when I was a kid and rent is due. And I'm like, oh shit, he about to get put out? And you know, you read the notice and you thinking like, oh shit, we got 30 days and we got to get out of here. Ma, we got a letter on the door saying you got to pay the rent. Oh, okay. All right, put it on the bed. You, you ain't, what do you mean? You ain't, you don't care? I understand. I, that's all right. Don't worry about it. I, I'm a kid. I don't know that you, you know, that don't mean shit. That little note don't mean a damn thing. That's a note. I mean, you, you, you your rent late. Your rent is late. It's the third. The rent was due on the first. They came and gave you a note. I get paid on the fifth. They go get it on the fifth. You know what that? As an adult now, you get that. But as a kid, you see that and you worry. But my mom didn't trip. She was like, "No, don't worry about that. We fine. We ain't getting put out. You good? We all right. I'm at work every day. How are we gonna get put out? Don't worry about that. Okay." And I stopped worrying about it. After a while, them letters never came again. Well, I didn't even see them again. But, you know, things like that you do to keep your kids in a, like not having to worry about none of that adult shit. So, back to the topic of our fathers teaching their daughters they don't need men. I don't think so. I think they're teaching them they don't need men for the things that society is currently telling them they need a man for. A man's supposed to pay all your bills. A man's supposed to do this. A man's supposed to do that. Okay. If he's that kind of person, and he if that's his thing, Sure, maybe he can expect that, but that don't mean his daughter has to expect that or she has to warrant that. You know, I don't have to live the life that my father lived and my I don't my you know, I don't have to provide the the lifestyle that you know, you thought up. Like we have to live in reality. We can't live, we can't do what we can't do. You know what I mean? So let me play this clip. My dad was never not present, ever. Same. So when I talk about hyper-independence, my dad did it as a way of saying, I want to ensure that my daughter is stable, but he was mm-hmm. teaching me that as a trauma response to his previous experience. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you like that from, that. Your, from yeah. your dad. Right. Fathers, from my father. fathers, fathers do that. My daddy definitely this. taught That's me. That's what I wanted to say. Me, you Everybody like mothers, mothers, mothers. No, that's why you feel that no, way. My not. father taught me a lot. Kita, black men actually enable the very thing that they hate. Because she, because it's the truth. It's the honest to God truth. Now, I'm going to detail with that, but we can talk about that later. I'm going to answer your question. What can we do to combat it? You don't have to assume a man is intimidated by you. Ain't nobody intimidated by your money they intimidate about the attitude that comes with it i literally so just you said don't that, have yeah. you don't have a need for a man because you're not making place for him in your life oh. money ain't got nothing to do with the resources yeah. of a man because other things are to be valued as far as provision my dad had taught me that there you go my dad had told her that everything ain't money 
I'm not gonna teach my daughter to chase a nigga's money. I'm gonna teach her how to make her own. I'm gonna teach her how to be on, like you know, stable and a, you know, a functioning member of society. But I'm also gonna give my daughter freedom to be who she is too. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna coddle her into being what I want her to be. I'm gonna allow her to be who she wants to be. And I think that's also very important too, as parents. We gotta let, we gotta, we gotta understand that how our parents raised us is not the only way to raise children. Raising them all strict and militant and do your homework, get in here and write a, write me a paper and you're going to be smart and all that shit don't do nothing. It don't mean nothing. Like that shit don't make them better people. It just shows you, it just makes you, you just annoying, nigga. <laughs> you just a fucking annoying parent. Go do a book report. Get the fuck out of here. It's summertime, nigga. I'm outside. Don't nobody want to read no books. You go read a fucking book. When I say, their parents always want to make you do some shit they don't do. I ain't never seen you read a book, bitch ass nigga. <laughs> Who the fuck you tell me to read a book? Anyway, I want to raise my daughter to be who she's going to be. So that means taking interest in what she's interested in. Right? My three-year-old loves Peppa Pig. So you know what? We go watch Peppa Pig. Yeah, I want to watch something. But no, I'm supporting what she on. She on this, I'm on that. Right? If she grows up and she wants to do dance, we go to dance class. If she wants to sing, let's go to singing class. Whatever I can do to push what you want to do, I'm here. If my daughter want to do modeling or, or, or photography, whatever she wants to do, she want to rap, whatever she wants to do, I'm supporting it. Now, you notice how people like Chris Brown or Tiana Taylor. These people come out of come out young. And you're like, damn, Chris Brown is so talented. He's so he's only 16. And you know why? Because his mother seen him and said, My son can dance. His ass off. He can sing. I'm pushing that. Look at him now. Look at Chris Brown. He's one of the best artists we have. You look at Tiana Taylor, she's one of the most influential artistic people in our culture. It's because her parents saw the spark in their child and they, instead of putting it down, no, no, you need to worry about this. You need to focus on, no, 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 no. She has a real talent in this. Support that. You know? A lot of kids don't get that support. A lot of kids have to make it on their own and in that process, they do a lot of things they shouldn't have ever had to do. A lot of niggas got that, um, that story of Selling drugs and shit, right? Everybody sold drugs and was in a gang. And why? Why you had to join a gang? Ask any nigga in the streets why you had to join a gang. The nigga say, yo, my family, I ain't had no family. I ain't got no brothers and sisters. That's just me and my mom. So when I go outside, you know what I mean? I want to play ball, but niggas is fucking with me. That had his mom put him in basketball, he wouldn't be in the hood playing basketball. He have somewhere to go play basketball indoors. Or he'd be with a coach. He'd be out the way. And when you leave your kids in the hood to fucking just survive and fend for themselves day to day, they go pick up habits. They go pick up mannerism that you never taught. And you got to take accountability for that shit because you weren't there to push them in what they wanted to do. Because you too busy in your life. You can't slow down for 10 minutes. To be like, yo, I ain't gonna lie. I want to take my son to basketball practice today. Yo, I want to take my... Like, you have to sacrifice 
your personal shit for your children. It's it, you have to do that. You have to, you just have to. And to, to me, I can't wait for that shit. Wait, what? My daughter wanna go to step class? Nigga, I'm gonna be the stepping daddy, nigga. I'm in there stepping. I'm, you know, I know I'm gonna be fly. Yeah, I know I'm gonna be free. I'm the freshest father in the fucking spot. I'm competing with all these 40, 50 year old niggas. Yeah. Who this nigga? Who, who, who your daughter? Oh, yeah, Serenity. That's mine right there. The light skinned one with the gray eyes. That's me. Yeah, you know, I know she dance, she fire, right? Yeah, yeah, chill. Right. Just saying, my daughter three months. I don't know if she can dance. I'm f- just saying. I don't give a fuck if she want to do a, a unicycle. We go learn how to ride that one wheel, motherfucker. You understand? Whatever my kid want to do, that's what we on. Yeah, but we got to, you know, that, that whole shit. Of, like, my father used to really beat me. <laughs> Thinking back to that, like, this nigga would call me from my crib to go to grandma's crib so this nigga could beat me with a belt and send me back home. He didn't even spend any time with me. He just whooped my ass and made me go home. Like, that, what the fuck was that? Hey, and my mom, like, what did you do? Hey, I'm going to send him over there. Whoop his ass. All right, send him. He whooped me, beat me, and made me go home. Like, what, what was that supposed to prove, Pops? Certain shit in your life you just remember. I remember that. I don't remember what. That was me. Six, I think that was like seventh grade, sixth grade or something. And I, was just, I remember, like, in my mind, like, I'm too old to be getting beaten still. Like, I'm in junior high. Why am I getting beatings? And what the fuck is this nigga beating me for, bro? I heard what you said. You ain't have to hit me. I'm already fucking crying. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, you know. We got to change all that shit. It's a so, and, and, and then people like, I just think the way the world thinks is so weird. We're stuck on this prude, moral, like, that's not right. That, and, and you know, it's like, who says what's not right and what's wrong? Like, there's no, there's no right and wrong. You, if I, if it's right to me, it's right. The fuck? Like, oh, you shouldn't do that. Well, what did I do wrong? Oh, well, you know, no. If I didn't fucking break a law, I didn't kill nobody, hurt nobody, shut the fuck. I did what I want. Like, all right. People might dress a certain way. People might say, oh, you shouldn't dress that way. Well, how the fuck you gonna tell somebody how to dress? Like, if a woman dressed extra sexy, she got all her shit hanging out, you need to have some respect for yourself. Why she don't have respect for herself? Why she don't have respect? Who says? Because you old, and when your generation was around, y'all didn't do that. So when you see it now, it's like, I can't believe they would. But it's like, everybody ain't like that. You know what I'm saying? This is not the fucking 1840s. This is 2023. There's a lot going on out here. It's a new world. And we gotta adapt. Oh. Um, now Elon Musk put his fucking foot in his mouth. I don't know why he's talking shit. You didn't did everything, nigga. Shut up. But he's talking about uh the working from home shit, right? Let's hear this. Look, there are some exceptions, but I, I kind of think that that the whole notion of work from home is is a bit like the you know, the the, the, the fake Marie Antoinette quote, let them eat cake. It's like, it's like, it's like, really, you're going to work from home and you're going to make everyone else who made your car come work to the fact, work in the factory. You're going to make the people who make your food that gets delivered that they can't work from home. The, you know, the, the, the people that, that come fix your house, they, they can't work from home, but you can. Does that seem morally right? 
That's messed up. You see it as a moral issue? Yes. I mean, I see it more as and just it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, a, it's a productivity issue, but yeah. it's also a moral issue. People should get off the goddamn moral high horse with the work from home. Um, because they're asking everyone else to not work from home while they do. Look, there are some exceptions, but I here's my thing. He does understand that certain things can't be done from home, correct? So because the people that make the food in Wendy's can't work from home, I got to come to work. Nigga, I didn't want to work in Wendy's. I chose this job, and this job, I could work from home. What the fuck are you talking about, man? I wish I could fucking work from home, but you can't, you know, you can't run a sneaker store from the house. I mean, I, technically, you, I mean, you really can, honestly, man. Because the owner of my store, he'd be watching the cameras like, yo, man, what you doing over there? Be like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? You can, you can work from home. That nigga be in a whole other city. Hey, yo, man, why y'all sitting around? Go do something. What the fuck? Oh, what is it? You see us? Yeah, it's cameras all over the motherfucker. You can look at your store. You can see all your sales live, all of that shit. You don't got to really be in there if you're an owner. Now, the employees got to be there. So it depends on what your level is. So, you know, if you want to work from home, get, get to that level. If you can't afford to work from home, no shame, go to work. Elon Musk's whole thing is that the people from Twitter was working from home and he fired all them niggas. He's like, no, bring your ass in the office. They're like, well, there's nothing, I can do what I'm doing here. Like, what I'm telling you, do it in this, I'm paying you, you come in to work. Ooh. Hmm. Yeah, I might not, I might have to quit on you, dog. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, nigga been working from home for two years, man. You might have to suck my dick. I ain't gonna hold you, nigga. Because I'm telling you, if I got to work from home for a certain amount of time, I'm never going back to a fucking, I gotta go get up and then leave. I'm an introvert, too. Nigga, working from home is the dream. It's the dream. I've actually worked from home before. <laughs> That's the funny shit. I've been talking shit. I worked from home for like seven years. When I was doing shoes, I was self-employed. I didn't have no fucking job. Well, I did. I was doing shoes. I didn't have a typical nine to five. I had my business and my business was the shoes. And I did that from home for many years. Yeah, it was fun. However, it did get, I mean, I did miss having somewhere to go every day. So the, 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 the routine of work. And then this is another thing, too. If you like your job. You know, mine, you know, I love my job. So my job is fun. It's, it's every day is fun. Like this, it's never a time I come to work and like, damn, man, today is busy. Oh, it's really work. It never feels like work. It's just like, I don't know. I don't, I don't even to make it sound like a disrespectful way because it's not, that's not a bad thing. Like, and on top of that too, like, you know, my, my store is like, we're the same employees from day one. We don't, there's no, 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 you know, at a job, usually people quit, get quit, people get fired and, it's a rotating door of faces. They've been the same people since we've been there. So for me, when I go to work, I'm with my dogs. Like, I see these niggas every day. I'm not coming into some weird energy of a new employee. Like, hey, what's up? What's your name? Oh, all right. Now I got to fucking not talk to the niggas. I don't know them. Be cool with y'all, but then still try to show this nigga the ropes. You know, you know what I mean? Till he get cool, till we trust him, and then we'll bring him in. Nah, my shit is like every day. Yo, what happened yesterday? I think it's with the subject. Yeah, bro, why you ain't pull up? Oh, nah, nah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we cool. We close. So when I go to work, it's, it's like, it's family time. Fit damn near. Um, but I can see, like, if you hate your job, yeah, you don't want to go in there, motherfucker. 40 hours a week in an office, the people you don't even like, I get it. Um... 
But he got to chill out. You know. Elon Musk is he's a fucking fool. A fucking fool. Uh, NBA playoffs. Right now. <laughs> oh yeah, the Knicks are gone. Ding dong, the Knicks are dead. <laughs> the Knicks have been eliminated by the Miami Heat, who is playing the Boston Celtics right now. Actually, yo, these allergies are killing me, bro. And Miami is down 59-49 in the second quarter. Uh, now, this is the one seed versus the eight seed. Boston is the one. Miami is the eight. That, that could have been my Bulls. That could have been my Chicago Bulls. The Miami Heat could have been my Bulls, but the, beat, the Heat beat us to get in. And look who we lost to. And the Knicks fans talking shit to me. Nigga, we lost to the niggas y'all lost to. So suck the what the fuck y'all talking about, stupid ass. They're good, huh? They're pretty good, aren't they, that Miami Heat, huh? Yeah. Julius bum-ass Randall. Y'all put y'all fit. Y'all paid that man. R.J. Barrett? Are you serious? Scrubs. Scrubs. Uh, the Sixers were eliminated by the Boston Celtics. Doc Rivers got fired two days later. Who knew? Phoenix Suns got eliminated by the Denver Nuggets. Monty Williams got fired three days later. You know that was coming. Like, they firing. You, nigga, you get bumped, you're fucking done here. We're sick of you niggas. <laughs> they firing every coach. They fire Mike Budenholzer from the Bucks. A nigga won a ring two years ago. Monty Williams was just in the finals two, a year ago, two years ago. Like, come on. Chris Paul got hurt. Y'all know what happened. We got KD halfway through the season. Give me, let me cook. Let me come back next year with a full team. Get DeAndre and the fuck out of here and let me cook. You know what I mean? The Warriors, they, you think they going to fire Steve Curry? You dumb. He has four fucking rings. Are you dumb? Steve Curry goes nowhere. Jordan Poole may. <laughs> Jordan Poole, you might be a New York Nick next year, nigga. You see, they, they'll trade you for RJ Barry, get you over there with Wiggins and get you under the wing with Wiggins. You go ride that pond, no, RJ? Who would, they, who would they trade Jordan Poole for? Who are you, right, you going to get for him? Because he's off the bench. But he can start on another team. He can be a star. Jordan Poole could kill him on, on Charlotte. But they got scary Terry. So you can't get him there. But I mean, Terry, he, he ain't really been him since Boston. I don't know. I think he, he, that was a mistake, too. He should have never left the Celtics. Because he could have been still right there, man. That, that had to suck. You went for the bag, but you would have got your bag had you just been patient, nigga. He was dogging in Boston. Now you in fucking Charlotte. He doing his thing in Charlotte, too. But now nah, I want to win. But I, I get it. He got his bag. Uh, yeah, last night, the Lakers lost to the Denver Nuggets. I got Denver in five. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. I'm, and the Lakers fans can take it as disrespect. I'm not trying to disrespect you. I'm the basketball fan. I'm watching these games. Yeah, y'all tried to come back but last night, but you didn't. Like, y'all never took the lead. And these Lakers fans like, yo, we saw that. We almost came back. It was like, um, y'all happy with this? Y'all happy with that? That was a y'all were down twenty. The Joker didn't even score till the last few minutes of the fourth quarter. He had a donut, and that's because he didn't. Y'all, he was up twenty. He was cruising. He was cruising, bro, to the dub. So, I don't know. We gonna see. Um, Anthony Davis actually had a good game, but you know him. 
He's he's iffy. Like he'll have one good game, one bad game. They said on on even games, this nigga don't play well. Or was it odd game? I don't know. But uh, they play tomorrow night in Denver. Joker had a wild triple double, 30, 20, and 10. He, yo, this nigga, I know they gave Embiid the MVP, but Embiid ain't ain't what he is in the playoffs. This nigga Joker, he's him all year round. And I think they they, might, they probably should have put that three on a row on him. And I'm not mad at it. Like people are calling it, trying to make it a racial thing. That ain't racial, bro. This nigga's better than Embiid. It's facts, it's facts. I niggas can argue with me. No, you wildin', nigga. He's better than fucking Embiid. Embiid ain't been in the Eastern Conference Finals yet. Okay? Yet. Best big man in the fucking world wants to shoot jump shots all night. I'm watching Joker back niggas down to the free throw line all game. Last night, Lakers coming back. This white boy hitting threes and shit. All right, cool. Give me the ball. I'm going to run the ball up. You ever seen a center run the ball up? Back a nigga that pause from the free throw line. Go up. Foul me. I'm at the line. Two. Slows the game down, makes the game run at his pace, right? You ain't seen no shit like that, bro. A point center, he can run the point. He runs the ball up sometimes. He can shoot threes, and he can, <laughs> and you can't guard him on the block. Who is this nigga? That's Joel Embiid, but that's also Nikola Jokic. It's Jokic. It's Joker, man. He can do all that shit, too. He's not quick. He's a little slow. But he's strong. He's big. He's strong. He can, he can finish. Got a soft touch. He's, he can be powerful when he has to be. Yo, he got it, bro. I'm telling you. I can see the, the, the Lakers get beat. Nobody in the East is beating Denver. Miami can't fuck with them. Boston, that would be beautiful. I would love to see Boston and Denver. I would love to see Golden State Denver right now. But the Lakers won. It is what it is. But... Man, if it's Celtics Nuggets finals, oh, I'm going to be so fucking excited to see that. That is what you want. You want the two best teams throughout the playoffs to play each other. Because the season is one thing. The playoffs is a whole different thing. You can play better in the playoffs and been shit all season. It happens all the time. Like Kyle Lowry's playing great right now. But then during the season, he was kind of cold, quiet. But you turn it on. Kyle Lowry's a champion. Kyle Lowry's been in the Eastern Conference Finals a lot. <laughs> so he, he understands this. Jimmy Butler, same thing. High-pressure player. If Jimmy, if, yo, if the Heat can beat these guys, if Miami beats Boston from the eight, from the play-in and goes to the chip and plays Den- Denver, they might get swept. But you got to respect Jimmy Butler. Same way he did in the bubble, you got to respect that shit, bro. No Tyler Hero. A whole bunch of injuries. Shit, Jimmy got hurt in the, in the Knicks series. Missed the game. But um, it's interesting. The playoffs are interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. The finals are looking good. It could, it could be Boston and L.A. That could be a thing. You know, Boston and L.A., that's a historical rivalry. We haven't seen that since Kobe and Paul Pierce, them times. That'd be nice to see that again. Or... You know, it could be Miami and Denver. Never seen that before. I don't think Denver has ever, has, has Denver ever been in the finals? Not for a long time. So then you guys like expansion team. Is it expansion team? Denver's expansion team? Are they? Maybe back in the 80s or something. I know Miami was in the 90s. It was Miami and Charlotte. 
the Heat and the Hornets. Um, but it could be Lakers. It could be uh, be Lakers, Lakers Celtics or Lakers Heat. A rerun from the bubble that could happen. But I'm, I want to see. Uh, I want to see Boston and Denver. But I wouldn't be mad at Boston Miami. The Lakers, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see. I, I don't see the Lakers getting to the finals. However, if the Lakers do get to the finals, I guess the Lakers will probably win a championship. I'm going to say that. Boston can't beat LeBron in the finals, my nigga. I, I don't see that. I don't see LeBron losing to Boston in the finals, and I damn sure don't see him losing to the Miami Heat in the finals. I don't. That that would be crazy to beat the team you once played for and lose to the team you once played for in the championship. He'd be the first player in history to do that because he was already the first player to win a championship on a team he fucking won a championship on. I got a ring on the Heat, then I got a ring against the Heat. Crazy. But yeah, first round draft pick. First pick, San Antonio Spurs. They getting the French guy. Tony Parker's excited. Popovich said nothing. You know him. He don't talk. But uh, yeah, I was telling my, I was talking to T-Mark got kicks. We was doing a podcast last night. I said, bro, the Spurs are going to get first pick because they deserve one. Look at it. And look at their history. David Robinson was the first pick. Tim Duncan was the first pick. Kawhi Leonard was a great pick for them. He wasn't the first pick, but he got them championships, uh, a championship. Uh, now, they, you know, DeJounte Murray left. They don't have anybody. The, 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 the Spurs have been cold as a franchise. They need somebody. And here comes Webby. I'm a, m- 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 this nigga's 7'5". A handle the ball, shoot the ball. He's he's a he's a freak athlete, crazy. But they you know, and it's so fucking funny. NBA they ain't even gonna lie. Like yo, you know what we taking, we got him. <laughs> it's like it's like you felt like the draft was last night. Well, damn, did he get picked tonight? What the fuck we even having a draft for? We know who going first, right? Um, but yeah, they got first pick. Shout out to the Spurs and the Spurs fans. I know a few Spurs fans that have really been Spurs fans since. The early 2000s. Since Tim Duncan, since Michael Finley, Bruce Bowen. You know what I'm saying? But they nigga, they used to have the Kobe Stopper. I mean, oh, that was a nigga on Portland. That was a nigga on Portland. And Kobe busts his ass every time. <laughs> Who got that nigga name? Anyway. Music. Summer Walker's dropping something. It's called Clear 2 Soft Life. So someone got some shit coming. Uh, oh, this Joe Budden and Gilly thing. Let me talk about this real quick. Now, Joe Budden and Gilly been throwing shots at each other the last few weeks. Charlemagne and DJ Envy came on Gilly's podcast, and they were talking about the complex list of top podcasters in the uh, you know in hip-hop. Joe Budden was number one. Academics was number two. Million Dollars Worth of Game was on the, li- was on the list in the top ten. Um. Now, Joe says something about ads. I guess Gilly got wind of that. Charlemagne baited him into a whole thing of an ad rant where Gilly went on a tirade of screaming his ads after the vodka and all these other things, right? And Joe's whole thing is, I don't do ads on my podcast because it sounds like shit. I also do not run ads on my podcast because it sounds like shit. Yeah, you want your money. Yeah, you want the bag and yada, yada, yada. But at the end of the day, you want an enjoyable listening experience for your audience. 
And we could get the ad money later in other ways. You know? Uh, so it went there. Jost came back and <laughs> he uh, happened to notice Gilly's bedroom in one of his videos where he talks about his wife. And he told Gilly, you have your bed. <laughs> you have your bed covering a small window in your room. And he made very a lot of jokes about the bedroom window and how small it was and how crazy it looked. Joe loves to do this. He did the same thing at Rory Mall saying, get your blender out of the shop. You got fucking kitchen appliances in the background of your podcast. Remove those. And now Rory Mall changed a whole set. <laughs> that shit is funny, bro. They done changed a whole set. They left Rory crib. Yeah, let's go get a studio. This is crazy. Right? So, fast forward. Now, Gilly had J.R. Smith on a million dollars worth of game podcast. J.R. Smith don't have nothing going on that I know of. However, J.R. Smith has a history with Joe Budden. J.R. Smith is from Jersey. Joe Budden is from Jersey. Joe Budden used to date Tahiri. <laughs> J.R. Smith used to play for the Knicks. In that time on the Knicks, J.R. Smith was dealing with Tahiri. To which he posted her ass cheeks. And JR, we all, we all as real niggas, thank you for that tweet. I remember the night I seen that tweet. I was like, damn, who asked? That guy look like Tahiri ass. You don't see her face. You just see that ass in a thong at the foot of the bed watching the game. And it's like, whoo, what he about to do? Turns out that was Tahiri, Joe Budden's ex at the time. They weren't together. But you know how it is when it's a fresh, fresh breakup. Yeah, we not together, but nah, we ain't broke up, broke up. You not to where you could just move on like that. I'm a bitch. I'm lingering. Okay. I'm gonna be around. Okay. And Joe admitted that some crazy things happened in that time. Um J.R. Smith was basically um saying how it hurt him because the person that it was was from Jersey. I'm going I'm to play it so y'all can hear this. Let's see here. This was just the other day. Oh, my allergies. These, I'm starting to get a headache. These allergies are fucking me up, boy. Oh, man. Matter of fact, let me just go to Gilly Page. And I'm going to get into the new music after this. I got, got a few joints I want to get into. Uh, okay, so here we go. This is uh, J.R. Smith talking about the situation. Gilly dudes, everything fucking around. What it ha- it, I was disappointed. In the fact that it just be happened to be somebody from Jersey that was doing it. That's I don't know I'm what saying. he talk about. I'm confused. What happened with what you talk about with from Jersey? Nah, so it, a long time ago, long, long, long time ago, I was messing with this girl, and it just so happened that this girl was messing. She was she was messing with some dudes at the time, but this in particular dude used to be her her man. Oh, okay. And he kind of got into like some stalker shit. Stalking, stalking her, her, and kind of me. Like he would like 
do little petty shit like sender shit and like shit that I was doing or if I was trying to do something or like where I was at and following me, shit like that. Damn. Damn. Be in her hallway on some weird shit like, what you doing, bro? Like, what Now, he was clearly talking about Joe. Joe has not responded to this as of yet. However, I am a patron on Joe's Patreon. He's not going to say nothing that he wants to say really on the pod for the world to see. But on Patreon? Oh, man. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. Gilly has kind of fell back on it, too. He left it alone, for, you know, for now. But it's been quiet. Now, let's get to this music. Um... You got a few new joints. Uh, Little Dirk. Now, Little Dirk, I said last week, was supposed to drop his album Friday as well as Young Boy. Young Boy dropped. Dirk dropped a single. He didn't drop an album. I was surprised when I looked at the phone and I only seen a single. I'm like, what the hell? But it's a single with J. Cole. It's called All My Life. It has a single from I mean, a, a sample of kids singing and all this shit. It's beautiful. Uh, Dirk is trying to change his image from, you know, the street guy from Chicago, King Vaughn, and all the murders and deaths around him to a positive thing. And he's trying to get clean and get off drugs, and he's running around with the new mayor of Chicago and all of these great things, and he's doing stuff with the kids, and it's like, okay, a, a man can change. I'm not mad at that. However, if you're going to change, that means your music got to change too, Dirk. And your fans know you for a certain type of music. So although this song may be cool for now, you got an album full of this, you're going to lose people, bro. So let's play. This is All My Life featuring J. Cole and Dirk. I mean, featuring J. Cole, this little Dirk. Damn, I, 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 I got to blow my nose. Dirk, you told me he been on some positive shit. Yeah, yeah. Lately, I just want to show up and body some shit. Yeah, yeah. Always been a little mathematician. Lately this cash get here, got me losing count of these bags I've been moving too fast, hard times don't last Remember when cops are rats, talking out my ass Boy, you ain't shit but a bitch with a badge All my life They be trying to keep me down All this time Never thought I'd make it out No, no no. All my life, they be trying to keep me down. I decided I had to finish, but the media called me a menace. I just said with the mayor and politicians, I'm trying to change the image. You can't blame my past no more. I come from the trenches. Some said I'd never be a superstar, but I know I'm different. I'm a voice, but the system ain't give me a choice. Know some people that still undeployed. I know a felon who trying to get for Child support, your only support. For a visit, I'm going through courts. Went to jail, they was chaining me up. And you know that I'm famous as fuck. See how you gon' joke about stimulus, but they really had came in the clutch. I know some kids wanna hurt themselves. Stop trying to take drugs, I refer to myself. Trying to better myself, trying to better my health, but. All my life. They be trying to keep me down. I will let Cole verse play, but I'm not gonna play the whole song. Y'all, y'all go listen to that. Y'all got iPhone shit. <laughs> All right, now Janelle Monae 
drop heat. This is a good. This summer gonna be like a real reggae, like a old. I think that old school '90s reggae is starting to come back. Like Drake has been quiet. I don't know if anybody noticed that. I noticed Drake. You, you, Drake, you've been low. He's got a fucking mega bomb coming. I know it. I know Drake, man. I don't know him, but I know his musical pattern. He's been quiet. Yes, your songs are still booming, but he, you know, him and 21 going on tour this summer. So, Drake has, oh, oh, you, <laughs> but let's not focus on that. However, it's going to be a very Jamaican, Jamaican, reggae, Jamaican, yeah, Jamaican. 90s reggae type, you know, super cat type bounty killer. Like, it's going to be t- those kind of samples are going to be heard. You know what I mean? Buju. All the stuff that we grew up on in the 90s, listening to when we was young, Those that music is going to be sampled now. So we're going to hear R&B and pop artists and, you know, rappers starting to use these, these, these sounds. So here's Janelle Monet, Lipstick Lover. This is some... And then the, the great thing about it now, being reggae, this is like, I don't know how they feel about lesbians. I know they don't like the gay men, but we are all for the gay women. I support all the gay women. Um, no disrespect to the gay men. I just, you know, y'all struggle is I don't, you know, I, I, again, <laughs> the gay women. Um, also, but after the music, I'm gonna get into the power finale that leaked. I saw both episodes. I'm not gonna ruin it. I know people hate that shit. I'm not gonna ruin it. I'm just gonna give my opinion. And uh, but uh, I will say this: next, I'm really looking forward to the next season of Power. I, I haven't been looking forward. I mean, let me Ghost. Really looking forward to the next season of Ghost Power Book Two. This this season ended pretty crazy. And I cannot wait to see how they what they do with this next season. So this is Lipstick Lover, Janelle Monet. Lipstick Lover, 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 Lipstick Lover, 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 around my waist so you know what's coming next i want to feel your lips on mine i just want to feel a little tongue we don't have a long time oh you're talking nasty and i like whisper in my ear only me you can hear i seen it from the back and i'm excited tell me what you do when we walk up in the room yeah hold me something nasty we can try Place I won't forget. I like lipstick on my neck. Baby, I'm obsessed. Give me a dress. I just wanna feel your lips on mine. I just wanna feel. This is heat. This is heat. A little time we don't have a long 
Janelle Monet, Lipstick Lover. Yeah. Okay. I got some other joints that I want to play. Now, listen, man. I will say this. Me, along with a lot of other people, have given up on the baby. I tapped out. I ain't been keeping up with the brother. And I seen, I still follow him though, because I got hope for him. He was, you know, I fuck with the baby, man. I like, I really, really like the baby. But ever since they did that shit with him, they, they really slowed his momentum up and his music has been suffering. Because that last album he did, I didn't know, I didn't like that shit. And I like, I usually fuck with the baby albums. I didn't like that shit, bro. I didn't like that at all. I felt like he just forced that out and just threw some shit out just, just to try to stay relevant. And I really felt at that time too, he should have just fell back. Like, yo, just chill, bro. Get low. For like a year, the whole year, let niggas forget about you. Then pop out with some crazy shit. So he didn't sit out for a year. He sat out for a little while. He got some hits. I mean, he got some shit. This shit right here. I'm not an outside nigga, but if you uh uh, uh in thotty places with bitches, like if you go out with with bitches or strip clubs, hookah spot, little spot, Dykeman, all that uptown shit. If you around and this shit come on and the liquor's right. And it's the right time of night. It might get active in that spot. This is a good song. This is his britches on brand for the baby. This is called Shake Something. Strippers gonna have a ball with this. This is ass shaking central here. That's ass shaking central. All right. Uh, Georgia Smith dropped the record, right? Shout out to Georgia Smith. she been quiet. But she dropped a, a record, a single that, um, I like. I listened to it uh, the other night. I was like, "This is good." Why did you know? I got to start tapping into the, the every Friday on iTunes. It's a lot of new music that comes out every. It's hard to keep up, but I used to scroll this shit like religiously, and I have slowed down in that. But I'm getting back to it because there's a lot of good music out there. But this is little things, Georgia Smith. Can I talk my shit again?
this shit hard. That's Little Things, Georgia Smith. I got one more, then I'm going to give y'all an old school, and then we go get into this power shit, right? So this is uh, Party Girls, Victoria Monet, featuring Buju Bantan. I'm telling y'all, music is going in this direction again. We had Afrobeats last summer. Took over. Couldn't go nowhere without hearing Tim's and fucking, you know, all that shit. But now, we're we going back to that Drake, that Drake, Reggae time, like, that's what I'm saying, you know. You know Drake somewhere, but, you know what I mean? Anyway, and it sucks that Tory's in jail for this, that Tory is locked up, the music is going back to that, that Tory dominated that. Uh, anyway, all right, this is Party Girls, Victoria Monet. Victoria Monet, Party Girls, featuring Muju Bantan. Now, about this power thing. Now, the season, the uh, power finale, it leaked. There was, uh, there's two episodes left of the season, episode nine, episode 10. Um, I got the leak from my brother Sunday morning for episode nine. I was like, oh shit, power. There was no, because I checked it Friday. I was like, damn, power ain't come on this week. It skipped. And they know nah, they skipping because they about to do the finale shit, so there's no power. Ah. But then the two episodes leak, and they go 50. Oh, it would be stars to leak their own shit. Nick, 50, that be you. Why, why, why 50 think people why 50 think people stupid, bro? That was you did that for every power, bro. You did that for the, the end of power when Ghost got killed. We saw Tariq did it. Like me, you did that. Stop fucking, you know what I mean? Be like high school. You know, you got a show. You want to hype your shit. Niggas going to tap in more because some pe- a lot of people didn't get the leak. I, I don't have it. I watched it on Twitter. The link on now. You can't watch that shit no more. But it was I seen it. I finished that fucking episode. Um, episode 9 is pretty good. But episode 10 is in fucking sane. <laughs> uh, episode 9, I'm not going to tell you what happens. But just know, pay attention to everything. And episode 10... 
expect the unexpected. Like this, 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 everything is possible. Anything can happen. Anything will. You'll see. You'll see. You'll see. Uh, that's all I got for power. I can't. I don't want to spoil nothing for y'all. I can't even tell y'all nothing that happened. Nothing. Can't tell you anything. I want y'all to enjoy it like I did. I enjoyed that shit. Hopefully the people on Instagram don't fuck it up for y'all. Uh, and, and to the people that do want to know, uh, Drew doesn't get any more bussy in this in these last two episodes. There is no more boy box for Drew. He, he's finished. We we've struggled through the season with all his sex scenes. There is no sex scenes in the final two episodes for Drew. Okay, so now. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna get the fuck out of here but I, before I get out I'm gonna play y'all an old school record uh, the weather in New York is wishy-washy as fuck right now we was at 80 yesterday today is at 60 and cold windy as a motherfucker I got a windbreak on and shit sweats I was outside in shorts and a t-shirt yesterday this shit just really fucking crazy and inconsistent but uh, you guys oh hopefully y'all had a great Mother's Day yes Memorial Day is the next holiday we got coming up. This when all the thought trips happen, Cancun, Jamaica. If your girl is going to any of these places, please understand you are single. Please understand that. If your girl has the audacity to go to these party trips in a relationship, my nigga, you and her are single. I don't care if you live together. The audacity of her. Some Jamaican nigga's gonna be rubbing cream on her legs and it won't be that shit that they, you know what I mean? Bro. Smarten up. Smarten up. Keep your heart three stacks. Keep your heart. All right, so let's get out of here. I'll give y'all an old school joint to get out of here, too. Hey. Yeah, this reminds me of that, that scene in Minister Society where Kane pull up with the rims and he see that girl. He had them datings, boy. And I take a double burger with cheese, nigga. This is episode 254. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. Yo, make sure y'all check out the Stockroom Podcast available on YouTube. The Stockroom Podcast from Restock. Starring me and T-Mark Got Kicks. We got episodes coming out every week. Good episodes, good guests. We just did Freedom of the Youth. I mean, we just did Freedom of the Youth last night. We also interviewed John John the Don, battle rapper. We also interviewed Cranium. Y'all who heard of Cranium? We got some shit coming, bro. Stay tuned. Y'all have a good weekend. I gotta go fix these allergies. See y'all next week.
Can I talk my shit again?